Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. Right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. How the U.S.-China Trade War Could Hike iPhone Prices By Clint Finley It's been a week since the Trump administration raised tariffs from 10% to 25% on $200 billion worth of Chinese exports. And tech companies are still grappling with the consequences. Adding to the confusion are possible U.S. tariffs on an additional $300 billion worth of goods and China's own retaliatory efforts on U.S. exports. The existing tariffs cover a wide range of goods, but few finished consumer electronics. The next round could include laptops and smartphones, referred to as automatic data processing machines, in the government's proposal. But even if finished electronics get a pass, existing tariffs on computer components, such as power supplies and printed circuit boards, could increase costs for consumers. The effects could go beyond higher consumer prices. For years, the U.S. and China have been closely linked particularly through the supply chain for electronics, many of which are assembled in China. The trade war threatens to disrupt that relationship. Beijing has already announced increases in its own tariffs on U.S. goods, which gives companies in other countries an edge in selling to Chinese consumers. It's still possible that the U.S. and China could work out a deal that largely preserves the status quo. But Brian Keir, an executive at business analytics company Encorta, says the failure to reach a deal last week led to a growing fear among the companies he works with that the tariffs could continue for years. Meanwhile, the U.S. continues to clash with China over security issues. The U.S. has long worried that the Chinese telecommunications giant Huawei, which makes gear used by telecom networks around the world, could assist in Chinese spying efforts. The U.S. has also accused the company of stealing intellectual property and violating sanctions against Iran. This week, the U.S. Department of Commerce added Huawei to a list of companies that pose a national security threat, meaning it will have to seek permission from the U.S. government before using U.S.-made technologies, including chips made by U.S. companies like Qualcomm or operating system software from Google. Several chipmakers, including Qualcomm, Intel, and Broadcom, 
have told employees they will not supply chips to Huawei until further notice, Bloomberg reports. Multiple news reports say Google has revoked Huawei's license to use the Play Store app market and other Google mobile applications such as Gmail, limiting the company to the open-source version of the Android operating system. It's too early to say how drastic the results of the conflict will be. Kier says companies he works with are still assessing the impacts of the increased tariffs on their businesses. It quickly morphs into questions about absorbing the tariffs versus passing the prices on to customers, he says. Dozens and dozens of actions might affect the outcome. For example, some companies might have to give customers advance notice of price increases, limiting their ability to raise prices in the short term. One concern is that the tariffs will help foreign competitors. Samsung does its chip fabrication and higher-end phone assembly in Korea, with low-end phones assembled in Vietnam. Says Jason Dedrick, a professor at the School of Information Studies at Syracuse University. So in the short run, Samsung is hurt less than Apple by tariffs on assembled smartphones, meaning that U.S. policy might hurt a U.S. company relative to its biggest non-U.S. competitor. Even companies that do manufacture in the U.S. could be affected by the tariffs. Intel, for example, makes many of its chips in the U.S. But if the U.S. tariffs lead to higher prices for the phones, laptops, and other gadgets that use those chips, Intel's sales could suffer. Analysts at J.P. Morgan estimate that Apple would need to increase the cost of iPhones by 14% to make up for the tariffs, though it could also opt to absorb some of those costs, at least for now. That should, in theory, be an incentive for Apple to build its phones in the U.S., as Trump has long said it should do. But coercing technology companies like Apple to relocate their manufacturing to the U.S. was never realistic. Dedrick and other researchers say U.S. manufacturers lack the equipment and expertise to build iPhones. Even assuming Apple could move iPhone production to the U.S., Bank of America estimates that Apple would have to charge an extra 20% to make up for the higher cost of domestic production. It might be cheaper for Apple to simply keep building them in China and pay the tariffs. There's another option. Instead of moving manufacturing from China to the U.S., companies are eyeing new places to do business. Supplier contracts and manufacturing that might otherwise have gone to Chinese companies are going to companies in India, Thailand, and Vietnam, says Naomi Wilson, Senior Policy Director at the trade group Information Technology Industry Council. Last year, Apple announced that it would move some of its high-end iPhone assembly from Taiwanese manufacturing company Foxconn's facilities in China to its facilities in India. Meanwhile, a government program in Taiwan to encourage Taiwanese companies to move production back to the island has persuaded 52 companies to invest $9 billion in Taiwan, Bloomberg reports. China has been working to cut its reliance on technologies produced by foreign companies. The country, which imports about half of its chips from U.S. companies, is trying to become a player in the global semiconductor industry, including through a $20 billion government-controlled fund. The result might be a gradual disentanglement of the two nations' economies. It won't happen quickly, but the two countries are already drifting. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
you'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.